the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Know this, the religious believer who doesn't really follow what he believes, that's the hardest person there is out there to reach. Welcome to Core Truth Radio, a radio ministry of Core Church Los Angeles with pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn. Pastor Steve will be teaching us God's truth right from the Bible with lessons that we may not want to hear, but we need to hear. Let's jump right in today's study. Today we're going to be in Romans chapter 2, and I entitled this message, The Heart of the Matter. Yes, the heart of the matter is always the matter of the heart, meaning it doesn't really matter what someone says or what someone believes. What really matters is what someone really lives out in their own personal life. It's the conviction of our heart. It's how a person really lives. When we refer to the heart of someone, obviously we're not referring to the organ that sits in the center of our chest, the organ that pumps blood throughout our bodies. When we refer to the heart of a man or a heart of a woman, we're referring to the center of that person's thoughts and emotions, the center of their innermost being, to the very core of the soul of that person. And that's who God wants to tap into. For God is not interested in having a superficial, skin-deep, empty, hollow, and meaningless relationship with us. Again, God is looking for a real and intimate relationship with you and with me, one that is genuine, one that is real, one that is cherished and dear, one that is devoted and deep. And since He's God, and since He knows our thoughts before we even think them, Since he's intimately acquainted with all of our ways, how could we ever desire to have any other type relationship with him? You know, the Bible says in Jeremiah 16, 17, For my eyes are on all their ways. They are not hidden from my face. Neither is their iniquity concealed from my eyes. Yes, God sees everything we do in life, which for most of us, is not good news. It's actually horrifying news. And why is that? Because when we're honest with ourselves, we're not always good. Yes, we try to be good. We even desire to be good. And at times, we are really good. (laughs) But then there's those other times, those darker moments, the times that we're not so good, the times that we lose our temper, the times that we're allured away to some lust in our own flesh, and we do what we later regret. That's when guilt fills our hearts and shame condemns us to our very soul. Well, 
Unfortunately, we all have those times, and we all fall short. And that's why the only way that God could ever have fellowship with us is by dying for the sin of his own creation as the ultimate sacrifice. Yes, God, who is the judge of his own creation, holds up the standard of holiness that's written in his law by condemning all humanity for breaking his law. His moral absolutes, you know, that he established. Then instead of us having to pay the penalty for our own sin, that's when God stepped down from glory, came into his own creation and clothed himself with human flesh, walked a sinless life and bore his own wrath that was against uh, all of us on his own body on the cross, paying the price that was due to us upon himself. And by doing that, he redeemed us. He bought us back in full. And now you and me can stand in his righteousness, pure and holy. How crazy is that? Yes, it's crazy, but it's true. Now, earlier in Romans chapter 2, verse 1, since we're going to pick up a little bit later, it says that, that we should have no excuse or escape for judging others while we do the very same things ourselves. So we can't just like judge people for a certain thing when we do the very same thing ourselves because we'll just be hypocrites at that point. We're not to say one thing and yet do the very thing that we condemn. Now, this doesn't mean that we do not struggle in an area that we know is wrong or even fall to it. But what it does mean is we cannot find ourselves living in that sin, meaning habitually living in it, where we have no desire to change that present lifestyle. Yes, we will always be confronted with sin and the desire to do that which is displeasing to God. It's called the walk of faith. And as you know, the Christian life is not a 40-yard dash, but rather a marathon. It's a race, you know, with much endurance, where we will not finish until we stand in the presence of our gracious God and Savior. And at the present rate of the wickedness that we're seeing in our world today, oh my goodness, it might not be that much longer. Well, with that as a backdrop, we're going to look at this one point here, obvious blindness, as I read this text to you. Listen, you're probably driving in your car, so you keep your eyes on the road, and I'll read the text. But it's Romans chapter 2, verse 17, and it says, But if you bear the name Jew and rely upon the law and boast in God and know his will and approve the things that are essential being instructed out of the law and are confident that you yourself are a guide to the blind, a light to those who are in darkness, a corrector of the foolish, a teacher of the immature, having in the law the embodiment of knowledge and of the truth. You, therefore, who teach another, do you not teach yourself? You who preach that one shall not steal, do you steal? You who say that you should not commit adultery, do you commit adultery? You who abhor idols, do you rob temples? You who boast in the law, though breaking the law, do you dishonor God? For the name of God is blasphemed among the Gentiles because of you, just as it is written. Wow, that's a whole mouthful. Well, let's break that down and just kind of make it a little easier to understand. 
Now, earlier in Romans chapter 2, he described a moralist, and a moralist is described as one who teaches morality, yet at the same time is not one who conforms to the law themselves. There are many different types of people that surround us, right? I mean, there's heathens around us. There's those who pervert religion around us. There's pagans, those who do not follow the God of the Bible. There are hypocrites. Oh, we don't like hypocrites. There's always hypocrites who claim a belief, yet they don't seem to adhere to the things they believe, like all those that tell us to wear a mask, and then we find them on camera, and they're not wearing masks. Ah, there you go. Oh, don't get political there. But now... The Apostle Paul turns his attention to the Jew, specifically to the ones who claimed to have a relationship with God, because he is a Jew, yet he doesn't follow or adhere to being a real believer. Know this, the religious believer who doesn't really follow what he believes, that's the hardest person there is out there to reach, for they will stand in serious judgment before God one day. For they claimed a real relationship with God. They backed it up with keeping certain rituals. They went to church. Hey, I go to church all the time. They say they read the Bible. They give financially. Yet, there was something missing. When confronted, they can point to their many good deeds. For they show many signs of being in right standings with God. Yet again, there is something missing in their life. Now, Paul totally understood this mentality, for he walked his entire life on that particular path. He was doing what? The Apostle Paul, when he was known as Saul of Tarsus, he was dotting every I. He was crossing every T. He was trying to walk within the guidelines of the law. Yet he was so far from having a real relationship with God, it was unbelievable. So Paul turns to those that he formerly knew as Hebrews or Israelites, and he now just calls them Jews. Now, this is the most common name for the descendants of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob. The word Jew comes from the name Judah, which means praise. And the Jews were set apart as God's chosen people. They were the apple of his eye. To what? To praise Jesus, to praise God. That's what they were created for, to serve him, to be a light that shined to all the nations of the world. That's what the Bible says in Genesis chapter 12 when he first called Abraham. He was creating this body of people so that they would be what? They would be the light of his word, of his truth to all the nations of the world. Yet, their religious orthodoxy started to blind them from true sincerity in their relationship with God. So he hits these guys between the eyes, starting in verse 17 of Romans chapter 2. He says, look, if you're a Jew and you rely and you boast in the law and you think you're good, well, look, that's a problem if you think you're good just because you were born a Jew. See, the Jews considered themselves as spiritually superior to the teaching of any other religion and boasted of them being God's separated people. See, they felt superior to what they considered ignorant Gentiles, and the same can go for us. 
thought that is us Christians, as we can read the Bible in 25 different versions today. We can study original Greek and Hebrew on our computers. We can carry it in our iPhones. I got Bible programs on my iPhone. And we can seem superior to our family members and our co-workers because they don't really understand the things of God, for they are spiritually illiterate. And it can be easy for us to be boastful. I wonder if that's how maybe some of us are. Well, listen, this is why we at Core Church Los Angeles want to speak the truth of God's Word. That's why on Core Truth Radio here, we want to call out everyone, because maybe this is you. You know, just kind of that religious person, and you kind of wear it on your shirt sleeve, and you kind of boast with all your other family members because they don't understand the things of God. Well, listen, they might be, you know, looking at you as the only Bible that they they might be reading. And listen, if you're, you know, coming off as really prideful and arrogant and seeming like a hypocrite, guess what? They're not going to be open to the things of God. Why? Because of you. (laughs) Okay, so that's why it's really important for us to really study God's Word and to watch how we walk and to carry ourselves. Listen, I was just back on the East Coast. I was back in New Jersey, and I was in Delta, Pennsylvania, doing a marriage uh, conference and also speaking at a church. And I had such a good time back there. You know, all of you people listening here in Southern California, we have 19 stations on the East Coast. And it was so cool to be back there last week because I had so many people drive. Some people drove two, three hours to come out and see uh, at the marriage conference and also at this church in Marlton, New Jersey, that I spoke at. And what a blessing it was to see everyone. Well, listen, if you're listening to us on the radio and and this has been a blessing to you, man, could you share that with someone? Man, it's like we have people that are back there that want our cards so they can have people download our app on the phone so they can start watching our messages no matter where they're at. We have people supporting us now in Michigan and Texas and Ohio. And it's like we don't have any radio programs there, but people are calling their friends and say, hey, go to the app store, download Core Church Los Angeles, and they can just watch us live on the app. They can watch hundreds of video messages. And now people are sharing with us and actually supporting the ministry all because someone shared our app with them. So, hey, it's a really cool thing. And we would love all the support that you can give to us so that we can better minister to people that they can understand the truth of God's word. Well, hey, anyway, getting back to where we were there, yeah, sometimes we can think a little much of ourselves. Well, you'll know I was right when you're burning in hell. Some people will tell others, you know, that don't know Christ, you know, because people will judge them for being a Christian. They'll say, yeah, well, you know what, when you're burning in hell, it's like, wait a second, that's not... Should be the attitude that we have towards others. Yes, we need to love other people. We need to really show who Christ wants us to be. Because what did he say? He says, I want you to be holy even as I am holy. Wouldn't it be cool if when people look into your eyes or they looked into my eyes, all they saw was Jesus? Yeah, that's awesome. Yes, now these Jews that they were talking about here that the Apostle Paul was talking about in Romans chapter 2, well, they're just like us today. See, we're to be keepers of the truth. Jesus said this in John seventeen seventeen. He says, sanctify or set them apart in the truth. Your word is truth. 
So listen, we as Christian believers, we have to understand, just as the Jew needed to understand back here in Paul's day in Romans chapter 2, that because we hold and read the truth of God's Word, because we have His Bible and we read it, there comes with that an accountability to the truth. Meaning, we have a responsibility to adhere to the truth ourselves first. That's why he gave us the examples of what not only the Jews were to do, but what we should do also as Christians. Now, look what he gave us here. He gave us four examples of how we should live out our faith in Romans chapter 2, verse 19 and 20. He said we should, number one, be a guide to the blind. Number two, he says, be a light to those in darkness. Number three, he says, we should be a corrector of the foolish. And number four, he said, we should be a teacher of the immature. Wow. Before we look at the total point of what Paul is trying to make here, those four points, really, they lay out for us our true role as Christian believers today and what God desires us to do in our lives in the here and now on this side of heaven. Let's look at those again just for a moment. First, we're told to be a guide to the blind. Those who are walking in the world today do not see things from a biblical perspective, obviously. They are looking at everything from a secular perspective. In fact, they can't even see the spiritual side of things. Why? Because they, just like we were before we came to know Jesus as our Savior, we too were blinded from them. We're told in 1 Corinthians 2.14, but a natural man or a natural woman does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are foolishness to them, and they cannot understand them because they are spiritually appraised. Meaning, you know, that humanity doesn't have the capacity to understand these things because they have a worldly perspective or a worldly view of the world. But we, that is, you and me as Christian believers that have the Holy Spirit of God living inside of us, on the other hand, we're told in 1 Corinthians 2.12, it says, Now we as believers have received not the Spirit of the world, but the Spirit who is from God, so that we may know the things that are freely given to us by God. Man, isn't that awesome? I mean, isn't that just incredible? God does not keep you and me in the dark as his sons and his daughters. God has revealed to us his plans and his purposes. Obviously, there are things that we are simply not going to know or understand on this side of heaven. That's why the Bible says in Deuteronomy twenty-nine, twenty-nine, he says, the secret things of the Lord are the Lord's. But in God's word, He does reveal to us so much. That's why it is a treasure chest. The Word of God, the Bible that we hold today, is a treasure chest full of promises to those who believe in Him. Number two, he says, we are a light to those that are living in darkness. Jesus uses very terminology in Matthew 5, 16. He says, 
Let your light so shine before men in such a way that they may see your good works and glorify your Father who is in heaven. Make no mistake about it. We are to let our light shine. We are to live out our faith in daily life, letting all people tangibly see our good works. All to the glory of our Father who is in heaven. It was Alan Redpath that said this quote, A crucified Lord seeks crucified people, for it is only such a people who can share his burden for the lost world. Let me ask you, are we as a people of God, are we willing to die to ourselves to see others come to Christ? It was G. Campbell Morgan commenting on why the people of Antioch were first called Christians. He said this quote, They talked of Christ. They lived for Christ. They worked for Christ, they caught his spirit, they were occupied with his work, and they manifested his character and his conduct. Wow! Yes, it's how we tangibly live out our faith, shining when we're unselfish, shining when we put others first, shining when we don't murmur and complain, shining when we have honesty and integrity. Shining when we don't talk behind other people's back. We shine when our yes is yes and our no is no. And when we live out our faith in the light, that's when he opens the hearts and the ears of those around us to hear the gospel. To that brilliant light that exposes the darkness. And then number three, we're told to correct the foolish. The Bible tells us in Psalm 14:1, only the fool is said in his heart. There is no God. Yet the Bible says that only a senseless person could look around at the creation that we live in and say to himself, this is all just evolved on its own, that there isn't a divine creator behind it. It'd be like looking at a beautiful painting by Rembrandt or you know some other famous artist and saying, all they did was stand back 20 feet and put a bunch of paint cans out there and hit it with a rocket launcher. And then some beautiful landscape came out of it. You know, or the iPhone 12 or iPhone 13 that just came out was created by putting a bunch of pieces into a food processor and out came an iPhone. As we know, everything in life, from a can opener to the cars that we drive, they were created through thought and creativity and design in our planet. It's traveling in a solar system around the sun at a thousand miles per second. You know, that is absolutely just crazy. I wonder if you've come to the point where you've asked Jesus Christ to come into your heart as your personal Lord and Savior. Or I wonder if you might not be running from God. I wonder if you're just running. Maybe you're a prodigal son or a prodigal daughter, and that you need to slow down and come back to the Lord. You know, the Bible says to repent and return to the Lord so that he can refresh our souls. Is there anyone listening to the radio right now that your soul needs to be refreshed? We started this program talking about the very soul of a person, the most innermost being, you know, that deep inside of you. Do you have guilt and shame inside that needs to be forgiven and let go of? Listen, if that's you and you want to get right with God, then you need to come to him right now. And if you want to do that, it's going to cost you something. You're going to have to say, God, I'm sorry for my sin. And you're going to have to mean it in your heart. And if you mean it and you want to pray that and you want to get right with God, 
Now's the time to do it. So you pray this prayer after me. Mean it in your heart, and God will hear you. Pray this now. Lord Jesus, please forgive me of my sin. I believe you died for me, that you were buried. But I believe you rose again from the dead. Come inside of me. Take full control of my life. Be my Lord. Be my God. Be my Savior. And be my friend. And fill me with your Holy Spirit. In Jesus' name, amen. Hey, listen, if you just prayed that prayer, I'd like to send you some materials to help you get walking in this relationship with God. One of them is a Bible that's got about 50 pages on the up front that really explains what it means to walk with God. If we can send that to you, it'll be our gift to you. Those people that support our radio program help make this possible. But if that's you, you email me your name and address to Bible at corechurchla.com. That's pretty easy to remember. That's Bible at corechurchla.com. And listen, may the Lord God bless you. Thanks for joining us for Core Truth Radio. You've been listening to pastor and Bible teacher Steve Wilburn of Core Church Los Angeles. If you'd like to hear more messages by Pastor Steve, download the Core Church Los Angeles free app available on iOS and Android. Core Truth is sponsored by and a listener-supported outreach of Core Church LA. If you have been blessed by this program, consider supporting our radio ministry by texting Core Church LA to 77977. You can also give via our app or online at corechurchla.org. That's corechurchla, one word, dot org. As well as writing to our P.O. Box 34789, Los Angeles, California, 90034. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.